Beckett and Chewbacca, you have to go after them. What are you going to do? Well, if we give all the coaxium to Enfys, we're going to need something to buy our ship with. That's the word. Whenever I imagined myself off with you on some adventure, always makes me smile. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special episode of the Wafta's Lair podcast. Another edition of Solo Cast, if you will, a long, dormant segment here on the podcast. Um, but with all the Make Solo 2 Happen love that happened yesterday, today being the three-year anniversary of Solo, I just wanted to put out a little something just to talk about the movie. And of course, whenever I want to talk about Star Wars stuff, uh, a lot of times it's around the music. And that's what I would like to do with this short little episode is look at specifically uh, a musical cue from the very beginning of the movie and how it's reused at the end of the movie as a way of showing how Han has a new beginning. So he obviously has a very clear beginning at the start of the movie, and then he gets a new one later on in the movie. So that's kind of what I want to look at, because again, um, we're, we're, we're kind of, we've kind of wrapped up musical May, um, <clears throat> but my mind has been in uh, Star Wars music all month, and I've been loving it. I was also just reading a uh, one of the old Brian Daly uh, Han Solo novels from 1979, Han Solo's Revenge. As I was reading that, I was re-listening to the deluxe score, and something really stood out to me for the first time ever. I'd never noticed how the musical cue that opens solo is also used very, very well later in the movie um, after, when Kira is leaving Han. And he's standing there on the shore, and they're looking at one another from a distance. And uh, John Powell is doing some beautiful storytelling, and that's exactly what I want to look at in this short little episode, um, is just celebrating this storytelling segment of music. So let's hop right into it. And I want to open by looking at the very first piece of music from the movie, which is in the track, of course, Meet Han. And it starts like this. So what you have at the very opening of the film is essentially Dryden's theme, right? That's the, the theme that's going to be used for Dryden Voss later in the movie. It's the criminal theme. It's the villain theme of Solo. And it starts, you know, with these very minor chords to really indicate where Han's story starts. It starts in the darkness. It starts in the pits of, of an under seedy world. And that's where Han's origins come from. And that's what the music is telling us, is that he grows up in a space full of threat, death, and violence. Um, and that's how Powell uses the story to start with this music, is he's giving us that first rendition 
of the, the villain theme for this movie. And this is the world in which Han grows up in. But as the piece be, you know, continues, we start to hear statements of Han Solo's theme starting to bleed in right here. go that's how the movie begins you know obviously we get the 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 logo flying at us um at that point and what's really important to to point out is the segment of han solo's theme that's used to open the film so as we talked about earlier this month on our you know kind of deep dive look at the deluxe score um John Powell shared how essentially John Williams had written these two what he considered to be two distinct themes for han solo for this movie and Powell, you know, recommended to John Williams, hey, why don't you just make them one theme, combine them? So we have the A section and the B section, right? The the A section is that more triumphant, um, you know, version of of the uh, Han Solo Han Solo theme. Um, but then you have the B section, which is what Powell kind of describes as the searching theme, um, and that's the theme that we get at the opening of the of the movie is. Han Solo is someone who comes from the dark and he is going to be our hero because he's seeking to escape that, right? He's seeking to be free of this horrible place he has found himself in. So it's, it's a really beautiful use of storytelling just with music as this movie begins. Again, it starts with this music of threat and danger and potential violence that then gives way into the B section of the Han theme. The, this, again, this movement of really pointing out Han's quest to be free, to fly among the stars, right? To quote the, the opening crawl. That's not an opening crawl. Um, so, and I know I've talked about this before, so, you know, that's probably, uh, <laughs> repetitive at this point, but what I want to look at next is, um, from, from a track off of obviously the deluxe score. This isn't on the, on the, uh, the shorter score, but it's from the track malls call malls call parting ways. And this is again, where we're going to hear, um, the use of this same piece of music reused again, um, here later in the film. And, you know, as I said, the movie begins with this case of threat. So we get to the end of the, the movie Kira has kind of played Han into thinking that she's going to go with him. And quick sidebar, uh, you know, for those who think Kira is being malicious here, that's not my interpretation of it at all. Kira is very much the wiser character. She knows she can't get out of this life. And if she drags Han into it, it's going to be really bad for him. And she knows that's not what he deserves. So she really does the selfless thing by leaving, by leaving him to be in a, a safer space by staying with Chewie. Um, you know, so she's losing a lot here too. And, and, and I just want to be clear that this isn't her leaving out of some cold place. It's her leaving to really protect him. So Kira is just as much a hero in this film as Han is. Um, 
But all that aside, um, I want to just look at again how John Powell chooses to go back to the opening part of the movie. So as Kira is leaving, and and this is essentially where this is happening in the movie, is right after Beckett has died in, in Han's arms, you hear Dryden's yacht fire up, right? And Han notices it as it starts to fly away. And this is the music that accompanies that moment as Han hears Dryden's yacht firing to life and starting to leave. Right. So once again, it, it's the exact same piece of music from the beginning of the film. Right. You've got that that those harp strings plucking along. You've got that, you know, those minor notes being driven by as the through the main melody there, which is, again, the Dryden Voss theme, the, the, the villain theme of this movie. So once again, as Han is watching Kira leave on Dryden's yacht, Han once again feels like he did at the start of the film alone in the dark right so i again this is my interpretation i could be totally off <laughs> but um to me it's john powell returning us again from the point of view of han han is feel like he feels as though he's being brought back to the very beginning of this quest again like once again feeling alone in the dark and i think that's what powell is kind of doing here musically um, but I want to continue listening through this track because Powell obviously wants to evolve the story. So as Han is standing there watching her leave and again, feeling like he's once again in that space of loneliness in the dark, um, Powell continues to tell a story with his music. And right, you know, so it goes right from this uh, kind of very sinister sound into a very mournful rendition statement of the love theme, you know, between Han and Kira. And as that theme plays, as we're hearing this final statement of their love theme, it's from Kira's perspective. We get to see Kira looking down at Han right inside of the yacht. She's looking down at Han, and we see tears come into her eyes, right? Amelia Clark acts this, acts this particular scene very beautifully. And as she looks down at Han, it's, it's a mournful look of lost love. She knows she's losing the person that she deeply loves as well. Um, and it, so again, like kind of as I was saying earlier, Kira is a very heroic character in this film, and, and I want to see more of her story, as I'm sure most of you do as well. Um, but in this moment, Kira is looking down, mourning the loss of this love. And of course, then it goes right down to Han as, the, as those notes come to an end. And Han is essentially feeling the same thing. In that moment, they are both feeling the same thing, which is this sadness, this regret that their love has run its course. Um, it's really beautiful. It's, and it's really heartbreaking. But John Powell is not done telling his story. So let's continue on with this piece.
And if you didn't notice, that is a statement of Chewie's theme, which of course, as Kira is leaving, we get that beautiful shot from behind. Now, actually, it's not from behind. The initial shot is it's I, I love how it's actually shot. It's looking at Han and then out of, you know, out of his right side. Right. You know, we always think of right hand person, right? Like it, it, that's a very important person in your life out of the technically well, we're looking at the left of the screen, but out of Han's right coming into our view is that big Wookiee paw coming to rest on Han's shoulder. And as that happens, we get this really, really simple yet beautiful statement of the Chewbacca theme. And it's this very touching moment. And, and the way Chewie's theme is played is very touching and very beautiful. And it's Chewie claiming Han. So even in the midst of this darkness, he already feels impending for him in the midst of, you know, the, the bitter regret of losing the person he's loved most of all in comes Chewie in comes Chewie's theme into this piece as he claims Han and in a very real way ensures that Han will never be alone. And I want to let this bleed out just a little bit more as Powell kind of wraps up the, uh, his, his musical story here with this track. Into the hero's theme for Han, the A section of that theme. I just love this so much. So what's essentially happening as, as, as we're watching this play out and the music is telling us the emotion of what's playing out. We get this great shot of, of Han and Chewie starting to walk back up, you know, the, those Sandy bluffs back to Enfys and her gang. And it is the, you know, it's this kind of subdued statement of the a section of Han's theme, right? This is our hero. Here comes our hero carrying his boon, if you will, to use Campbellian terms. He's carrying this boon literally of coaxium to help, uh, you know, give fuel to the fire of rebellion. And as he's walking up that hill, there's that subdued statement. And and it's getting it from Enfys's perspective, right? Enfys is standing there looking down as they approach, holding that child's hand, you know, Enfys in a way in that moment, you know, is, is a symbolic protector of the innocence, Um and it's her recognizing this heroic person. And then, you know, as the camera really zooms in on Han and Chewie, you get that very big, triumphant, bombastic statement of Han's theme, of that A section, what I would consider the more heroic section, as opposed to the, the B section, which is the search, searching section. So with that beautiful, loud, triumphant statement of Han's theme, this is our hero. He is no longer existing in that darkness because he has his co-pilot. He has Chewbacca and he is in fact the good guy that Kira predicted because he brings that boon to Enfys. So, you know, that's, these are just some, some random thoughts of mine uh, listening through this score again the other day. And, and I just love the way John Powell uses the music to really tell this story in, in, a, in a very full circle way, right? The movie begins in a very dark place. 
Han has to go back to that dark place, probably very terrified he might be there alone. And then he's claimed by who will become his best friend. And that relationship is what will truly make him whole. What will truly make him the hero is this beautiful relationship with Chewbacca. So there you have it. John Powell is a genius. This movie is wonderful. I love it so much. Um, and I just want to close out by playing um, actually a track. So I, I was playing around a bit on our Instagram today. If you don't follow our Instagram um, and you have an Instagram, I definitely encourage you to do so. I, I love playing around on Instagram so much, um, which is just the underscore Wampusler. <clears throat> Excuse me. But uh, there is this really, really beautiful track from a band that I that I love so much. They're called Mute Math. And they have a track called Marching to the End. And it's this kind of depressing number, uh, you know, where the the vocalist, the, the, the songwriter is essentially talking about how they feel like, you know, something has come to an end. They're, they're, they're at the end of their journey. And it's not a particularly great place to be in. Um, and yet, even though they thought they were at the end, they have found a space to call home. Um, and I think this is a beautiful way to... Uh, again, I'm using contemporary music, but to, to also interpret this this ending for the movie solo. Um, Han believes himself to be at the end here, in that dark place again without Kira. But he's going to find a place to call home. So let me just play a brief section of this song for you. So if you can't really pick up on the lyrics, my one one downside to, to me with Mute Math is the lead singer isn't the best at enunciating, but the lyrics are quite beautiful. He says, change hurts for some, um, but I'm counting on what's yet to come. I was marching to the end, so I thought, and then I found a place to call my own. Um, it's essentially about thinking when something comes to an end, thinking that's the end, but then you find a place to call your own, a place to live into your dreams, um, which is also one of the lyrics there. Um, uh, marching to the end, or so it seems, I found a place to find my dreams. Um, and for me, that's Han with Chewie. That's them especially flying off at the Fal- with the Falcon at the end of the movie. They have found a home, a space to call their own, and they are very much not alone. Um, and I just love that. And, you know, I shared this, you know, over the over the last few years, one of the main reasons I love this movie so much is it came out at a very opportune time. I was getting over um, a relationship that had come to an end that I really, really was had high hopes for. And uh, this Han and Kira story really touched me because, again, it's the story of two people that can be in love but are at very different places. And you feel like it's the end, but you find something even better. You find something that claims you and... and uh, gives you a new sense of belonging. And obviously for Han, that's Chewy. And for me, that's been my group of friends. Um, they, they've they really stepped into my life in the past few years and, and 
give me given me a new space to dream in. Um, so I'm very fortunate for that. So, uh, yeah, I just kind of wanted to offer this brief reflection, um, for all of you to hopefully deepen your love and appreciation, not only for solo, but for the music of solo. Um, I really hope you all were able to enjoy your, uh, make solo happen, uh, make, make solo Two happen day enjoyable. Um, and I really appreciate you listening to this mini episode of the Wampus Lair podcast, a solo cast story, if you will. And we'll see you all very soon here in the Wampus Lair. Mm-hmm.